Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hello. Thank you for going to the Les Schwab Twires. Twires? I don't know. Hello. We appreciate you going to the Les Schwab. Les Schwab. Why can't you say tires? Vive Clucot. It's the same thing. Just say tires. Where do we pick up from? Hi, everyone. You're listening to the Center in the Saint podcast. I'm Luke Anderson. I'm Will Darkins, well, and this is sponsored by Les Schwab Tires. Is that right? I think so. Okay. Yep. Enjoy. Doing the right thing since 1952. Luke Anderson. Saturday morning, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Everybody in the club getting tips. Is that where that's from? Getting tips. Is that a thing? Oh yeah. Fired up getting on them, a Saturday morning. All Star Weekend. It's All Star Weekend. Me and the bros gonna eat the wings, drink the beer, watch the All Stars. You already started enjoying All-Star Weekend, Mr. Darkins. Sure. Did you watch the Rising Skills Challenge? Rising Stars Skills Challenge? Presented by... USA versus the world. Presented by State Farm, Petco, whatever. No. No, I did not. No, I missed it. But I did see that Kyle Kuzma broke Kobe Bryant's Los Angeles Lakers Rising Stars game scoring record. Donovan Mitchell also tried to do an off-the-backboard slam dunk. Uh, like, I think the last two minutes of the game was just uh, each team trying to do, like, cool dunks, and yeah. it was bad. So here's what I watched. I saw Kuzma headlines all over the place. Kuzma! Kyle Kuzma! Oh, yeah, Kuzma's my bro. He's an unstoppable force, right? Yeah. So uh, I clicked on one of the articles just to see, like, oh, maybe he had one of the more exceptional games ever, and he had a good game, and he... Anytime you beat Kobe Bryant at something, but that's kind of an inconsequential thing. It's like he in the Rising Stars Challenge for Lakers, alt, whatever. Yeah. So I watched some of the highlights, and it's just like the All Star Game where nobody plays defense except for in the actual All Star Game they scored two hundred. And 16 points, this was like 160 to 158 or something like that. Yeah, there's nothing extraordinarily exciting anymore about All-Star Weekend. It's just kind of... Bleh. What now? What about the uh, what about the celebrity game, mm, Dr. Now Oz? who's in that? Ray Allen is the MVP. How is Ray Allen allowed to play in the celebrity game? Well, they got to do that every year. They bring like a uh, an old retired guy that's not too old that can still play pretty well. I mean, honestly, Ray Allen could probably play until he's 60. That guy is in good sure, shape. In the celebrity all-star game. But he's playing against, there's a little person out there, and then there's Dr. Oz, and then there's a bunch of people that I don't know. Why was Dr. Oz out there? I don't he's know. a celebrity. I just looked at the roster and I went, well... I just looked at the roster and went, okay, who's who's actually in this game? Because I saw Ray Allen got the the most valuable celebrity. And I was like, well, that's not fair. The most valuable celebrity. Well, it's not the most valuable player because most of them are not players of any. But he was Your a potential player. net worth is larger but than the, everyone's. The thing is, like, if you could have Ray Allen go out there and play, tie one arm behind his back. You know, put him put him in a straight jacket or something. He can play with no arms, and he could influence the game more than some of the players out there with all their arms. 
Uh, you had JB Smoove out there. You had Steve Smith out there. Uh, you had Jay Williams. See, now, I like the Steve Smith thing because I assume that's a uh, former Carolina Panther, uh, mm-hmm. Baltimore Ravens wide receiver. And football, that's fun. Put football players. They put uh, WNBA players out there. I think that's cool. But a guy like Ray Allen, who was an all-star, how many times? Like, he better kill everybody. But I don't mind if he's there. Just he can't try. How fun is it if that guy tries? He would annihilate everybody you've ever met at basketball. Screw that, dude. That's hilarious. Is it? All right. Well, yeah, it's really funny. Well, Some guy just going out there obliterating celebrities. 55305 is a better you today text line. I may not have the uh, ground to stand on here because I didn't watch any of it and I don't really care. Just checked my headlines and I was like, that doesn't seem fair. But, hey, if you watched it and you're like, oh, thank God Ray Allen was there because otherwise it just would have been a huge mess. Okay, can we talk about how probably you and I are getting more and more out of touch? Well, I'm already out of touch. I started out of touch, and then you were the one that used to point it out, but now I'm realizing that you are much closer to me than you are to Your out-of-touchness is permeating onto me because I'm looking over the list of these celebrities, and some of them I'm like, who are you? Why do I care about this person? Ronnie 2K? Are you up on Ronnie 2K? I assume he's associated somehow with 2K Sports. Well, he is. He's the director of influencer marketing, uh, which is just basically a uh, title for a job like, hey, you've worked here for 10 years. We need to give you more money. Well, I think it's thanks for being a good partner with the NBA because NBA 2K, wasn't that like it was like NBA 99 and then they did the 2K and that has just stayed, right? You thought it would be 2001, 2002. They're just NBA 2K now, right? Don't play the video yes. game. Yeah. No. But, anyways. but why can't we have like, can I get well, just they, like classic celebrities out? Can you just throw Tara Reed out there, please? Is that what you want? Yeah. Just is give that me a Tara classic? Reed. Here's the thing. Dude, just give me a bunch of lushes out there. Like, yeah. why can't we have an NBA all-star game where it's just a bunch of slutty celebrities out there? They playing? probably are. You just don't recognize them because they're young people and you are now an old person. Well, look, they are not notably sluts. Let me tell you something. I am up on my slut news. I understand who's a slut out there when it comes to celebrities. And these people, I I can assure you, are not true sluts. So give me Tara Reid, Rob Lowe, um, who else? Uh, What, Robert Downey Jr.? He's probably in it. So Del Demps is the guy that got fired by the Pelicans. Right, the general manager? What, is he a slut? We need to fire the general manager of the Celebrity All-Star Game. That's what we need to do. That guy needs to be fired and just go out and do some uh, slut wrangling so Mr. Darkins will be happy. No, dude. See, you can't fire an intern. <laughs> oh. Can't you, though? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Like, you'd think that'd be pretty much the easiest person to fire ever. But you know what I mean, though, right? Like, the only reason they're putting these celebrities in the game is because, like, Half of them are favors, right? The 2K guy, Ronnie 2K, is definitely totally a, favor. a favor. Yeah, like, totally hey, thanks favor. for being a good partner. Here's and your, then here's the your other half of it is a bunch of marketers getting into a room and being like, okay, who is an influencer of certain demographics that buy certain things that will watch this game, then watch corresponding ads? Yeah, but see, that's the thing about, like, these young celebrities, the the Instagram models and the uh, influencer, because if you look at that, influencers on there as a title for some of these people, right? Yes. Yeah. So I don't even know what that means. That's how I'm touch I am. Yeah. You and I are influencers. Are we? Yeah. I don't think that's true. That's true. Yeah. No. We're technically influencers. You well, and if I, I'm influencing anybody that's listening to this right now, You and I'm I sorry. are influencers as uh, Adam Morrison is an NBA free agent. Ah, uh, gotcha. Yeah. Well. I mean, we're technically doing it. Uh, wait, wait, are wait, we doing but, it on the biggest stage? Wait, but I don't know. Here's my question. What? Aren't we NBA free agents the same way that Adam Morrison is an NBA free agent? No, he's a little better than us. Just a smidge. Aren't we just as likely to get a phone call from someone in uh, the front office of an NBA team as he is, though? Let's be honest. If somebody's going through the list and Will Darkins was right next to Adam Morrison and they go, well, we're definitely not calling Adam Morrison. Let me call this other guy. I don't recognize the name, but let me just call him because I think I got a better chance with him. 55305, better you today. Text line. Zach from Portland's chiming in saying uh, Ray Allen should play in socks. There you go. See, wouldn't that make sense? Or mittens? Socks and mittens. Or socks on his hands and his feet. He'd still kill you. Yeah. That way he can't use his thumbs. He doesn't even get the, the luxury of a mitten. 
What would what would have to happen during that game for you to like get an update on your phone and go, oh, oh, I gotta sit down and watch. Remember the old rock and jock softball games that they played on MTV? No. They were mayhem. Anything could happen at any point because nobody played by any rules. Mm. And they would make ridiculous things like, you know, people would steal bases by just picking them up and running off the field with them. They would trade players in the middle of the game. Okay, I'm sure there's a point to this. Yeah, just crap like that. Just make it, just okay, eliminate the Okay, but can you give rules. me something specific? Like, oh. you just got an update on your phone and you're like, oh, oh, I have to watch this game now. Oh, yeah, there's nothing. That'll... Nothing? I can't think. I don't know. Oh, I know exactly what it would be. What's that? Put people in sumo suits? No. Uh, somebody accidentally pulled down or ripped Ray Allen's shorts oh, and geez. he's out. Well, I was thinking he's nip, out. I was thinking nip slip, but yeah, you're saying out tip slip. and it's been two minutes since anybody's done anything about <laughs> he's it. He's out and he didn't notice. He didn't notice Yikes. and nobody noticed except for the camera and some celebrities know, but nobody wants to say anything. He's out. Yeah. No, 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 that's dude. I am getting to the TV as fast as possible because <laughs> I know the highlights aren't going to show up pretty quick online. Like I want to see it. Maybe that is the problem. The highlights will not only be online, they will be in super slow-mo and enhanced view. And yeah. So, I mean, the internet almost broke. What year was the, uh, the Janet Jackson, uh, halftime show? Was that 2002? Hmm. Yeah. Somewhere around there. That was instantaneous on the internet. Yeah. Immediately had Janet and Justin Timberlake on stage at the Super Bowl almost immediately after. The technology is so much more advanced that even for a flash of half a second, your your boy slips out during the All-Star game. You'll have every angle of it. Yeah. Well, that was, the time, that. that was the Don't time when TiVo. About that, that was the time when TiVo was getting big. I remember TiVo mm-hmm. was, like, everybody was like, oh, well, I had TiVo. I could, I could pause on the nip. Yeah. I think a lot of people did. Hell of a nip, by the way. And I would expect it would be a hell of a, a slip for Ray Allen. <laughs> Is that what you expect? Dude, I'm serious. Like, I'm pulling over, and I'm downloading the NBA app and streaming that thing if I'm in the car, and I get an update. Can you imagine that update from ESPN.com, the app? Breaking. Ray Allen's out on the floor right now. You're, you're, it's um... been two minutes and ten seconds, and no one's done anything about it. Yeah. And don't uh, you think he'd feel it? Better you did a text line, I think, has it right. It says, y'all under the influence, not influencer. I haven't drank in four years. Good, it's not a good sign if this is what Good I'm for talking. you. You're still talking like a person that is slightly insane. You're very excited about this uh, Ray Allen slip that hasn't happened and won't happen, and you're hoping for it a little too hard. Thank but you. I- <laughs> I'm a genius. Code Red. Um, what do you want to talk about next? I've got the Blazers winning against the Warriors uh, in their final game before the All-Star break. Yeah, I, I'm going to be honest with you. All I want to talk about now is uh, I know Ray you. Allen. I know, I know, but we need, we, need, we need to move on from it. So I will give, I'll give you. Now that I'm on it, it's like I don't really want to get off it. Matt Kuchar. Okay. Or the AAF. Uh, I guess we could bag on the Blazers for 12 minutes. All right. Will, I just, here's the tease. I spoke with Will Thursday morning. after Somebody's out. (laughs) After the Blazers (laughs) housed the Warriors in the fourth quarter, and he was not happy. He was downright angry about the whole thing. Yeah. So we will uh, revisit that Uh next to start the Center and the Saint right here on 1080 The Pin. So the NBA is off for the all-star break, so we're not getting any real basketball games. We did have some uh, decent suggestions for how to make the celebrity all-star game better and keep Ray Allen, which I guess I'm okay with. But I like the three-on-five idea, that if you put a former NBA player out there, you have to lose one or at least at least one, maybe two other players when you go out there. That seems fair, right? Yeah, I guess so. It's like a hockey power play, right? Yeah. Yeah. So... Anyways, uh, nobody's going to make any changes to it. The game's going to continue to suck. They're not trying to target us because they're putting people in that we've never heard of. So we can just probably move on. Ronnie 2K. Ronnie 2K, how do you do? I don't know. Uh, famous Los, I think, uh, won the MVP in that. Is Ronnie 2K. I, I have no idea who that is. Is Ronnie 2K introducing himself as Ronnie 2K when he's trying to get with chicks? Excuse me, Mr. 2K? Yeah. 
What's up, Ronnie2k? How do you... What's worse, Ronnie or 2k? Well, them together just makes the ultimate awfulness. Ronnie 2K. Yeah, and Ronnie really like it, I I feel bad if you if you were named Ron and that was your god-given name. That sucks. I'm sorry, but don't make it worse by calling yourself Ronnie. Ronnie Lot though. Yeah, screw you. Don't call yourself <laughs> Ronnie. Like immediately if you have uh labeled yourself as Ronnie, it's like, "Okay, sir, point me to your dirt bike." Yeah? Yeah. Yes, Ronnie. Uh, Great. I'm trying to think no, of all the Ronnie's. Ronnie, I would not like a natty ice. Thank you. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm rolling back to all the Ronnie's. I knew I worked with a guy named Ronnie, and he was trying to talk me into playing on his uh, amateur, uh, what was it, rugby team. Yep. Sounds like Ronnie. Yep. And Ron, well, and here's here's the kicker. Ronnie's like, oh, you should come out and play with us. It's a really good time. He goes, we do open tryouts. You're pretty athletic. It'd be fun to come out and play. I was pretty young at the time, so I might have might have thought about it, except for he had a cleat mark on his face. Well, he's talking to me about it. Someone had stepped on his face today before, and you could pick out the shoe pattern on Ronnie's face. Did Ronnie... And um, then we went and played paintball. So you might be on to something with Ronnie. Did Ronnie ask you to get into his uh, four-wheel drive 1985 Toyota pickup? Uh, actually, actually... That's been souped up. Actually, I drove a 1994 Toyota pickup at the time. So the invitation was pretty sweet. Like I said, we went and played paintball with our dads. Oh, that's pretty sweet, Ronnie. Yeah. Did you really? Did Ronnie play paintball? Yeah, Ronnie. Uh, so oh both, my both, both my father and his father were in town. We both lived in Vegas at the time. His dad was in L.A. My dad was up here. They both came down to visit. We all went and played paintball. Come on, kids, get in the truck. And we had the truck. We're going to go shoot each truck. other with we, balls of paint. We took my souped-up 1994 Toyota pickup truck out to the paintball rain to play with Ronnie. Yeah, get in the back of the Tacoma. Hey. The dog's back there, too. Don't wrestle him. He's old. Ronnie. Ronnie, whatever. You know, the only good part about Ronnie is he has great weed. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, Wednesday night, yes. Portland Trailblazers played their final regular season game before the All-Star Blake. They played against the Warriors. Most of the city was pretty excited because they got to the fourth quarter. They outscored the Warriors 35-12 to 12 in the fourth quarter. They only played one starter. Oh! They signed Ennis Cantor. He's going to be playing. He'll be with the team on the 20th, playing on the 21st. Whoa. The team's getting better. Will Darkins. Wow. Ronnie wants to know why you're not excited. Uh, hasn't this happened like two times before? No. This hasn't? We haven't beaten the Warriors before the All-Star break? No. Like convincingly? No, no I don't think so. I kind of feel like we have done that. In the last five years, this is the best record a Blazers team has had going into the All-Star break. They're Ooh. two games better than they were last year. Three years ago, if you remember, they were out of the playoff picture, or at least looking like they could possibly go into tank mode. Then they added Yusuf Nurkic, made that little run, made it into the playoffs. So the, the team's a little bit ahead of where they're at. Um, but my question to you, because mm. you went on a pretty good rant last week about this when they signed Rodney Hood. Yeah. You're not going to be convinced until you see something different in the playoffs. Is there anything this team can do in the regular season that will get you excited about their chances in the playoffs? Or is it just a wait and see for you? Yeah, it's a uh, completely wait and see and then watch it uh, absolutely explode because it's going to. Uh, <laughs> now, everybody got, I guess, excited about the idea that we got Rodney Hood. And then when we got Enos Cantor, there was kind of some well, excitement. He, now, this goes back to a long-held theory that you and I created on this show, which but is called it's yeah. called the Jeff Green Theory. <laughs> and it's that you get a guy who you don't get really pumped up about, but you think, wow, that's a great piece to our team for our insert here run, title run, playoff run, whatever type of run. And then two months later, you look at it and you go, yeah, I guess it wasn't that great. The Blazers got rid of Wade Baldwin and Nick Stauskas and now have Ennis Cantor. Sweet. And Rodney Hood. That's really cool. <laughs> Seriously, that is the reaction I had from most Blazer fans when I uh, I talked to them about the fact that we got Rodney Hood. It was, oh, yeah, it was sweet, I guess. <laughs> nice. That is Because the expectation for the past three, four years has been that we have an all-star, and we also have a guy who is – close to being an all-star, close to being a perennial all-star type of Myers player. Leonard. Right, of course. <laughs> and we can't attract other talent here to play with him. I mean, that is a really bad thing. Ooh, the fact I that Neil O'Shea couldn't, uh, couldn't 
figure out a trade package to get Paul George over here. He couldn't do that because I don't know why he didn't want to give up CJ McCollum. And now you're doing the same thing that you've done years prior, just getting these kind of good role players. I understand we went on like a what? 18 out of 20 game winning streak when we got use of Nurkic, but guess what happened in the first round? Well, we got swept by the Warriors. <laughs> yeah, but you also had a hobbled Yusuf Nurkic. Oh boy, who could have seen that coming? <laughs> I, I I just to me, this is like the same repeated pattern. And the only thing I'm sitting here waiting for is, hey, can we get to the playoffs and get swept and fire Neil O'Shea? <laughs> just can we do that? If we can do that, that would be great. Seriously, it would be. It would be really great. If you're Damian Lillard right now and these kind of things are happening, these kind of player acquisitions are happening. Does this get you excited at all? Well, it doesn't get you excited. I can tell that. I don't know. I mean, Not I th- really. Do you think that he's like, oh, yeah, that's going to help me get to the do Western you, Conference do Finals? Do you think the team got better? No. I think they just literally stayed the same. Okay. Yeah. And one of the big problems with that is the rotation. Is now, instead of having, you know, 10 guys that you can play, now you have 12 guys that you can play. And you still don't know how these minutes are going to be allocated. So the thing that I look at that I actually like from that standpoint is you've gone out and done something, right? You made a move. So now the team, in theory, has gotten better. But if you've given a couple better pieces to Terry Stotts and Neil Olshay is going, hey, this is going to make us better, I think exactly to your point, this is what we talked about last week, is now it's on your coaching staff and your general manager, and if it doesn't work this season and you get swept out of the first round or you lose in the first round again, but see, yes. and in your framing this though as like, hey, he made like a he he made a move, he made a push. <laughs> this isn't a push, dude. This is all just really like it's vanilla moves. These are all really vanilla moves. We didn't really have to give up a lot to get Rodney Hood because, to be quite honest, and I hate to say this to Blazer fans, but Rodney Hood's not really worth a lot. <laughs> He's really not. You need to wait until the playoffs and watch him disappear because he does it a lot. That's his thing. He gets to the playoffs and he disappears. Wow. Wait, hold on a second. Who else does that? Oh, yeah. Evan Turner does that, too. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. Do you think Evan Turner and Rodney Hood are possibly the same player? No, because Rodney Hood can shoot a jump shot. I mean, okay. Right now he's shooting 66%, I think, from the field. He's shooting uh, 50% from three. Boring the difference that Evan Turner sounds like an underwater turtle. They're the same player. No, Rodney Hood can shoot a three-pointer. He can help spread the floor. We needed a wing. You've improved on the wing. Have you not? No. <laughs> I'm, no. Okay. Just really not, man. It's all just the same players. It's not, though. It really is. It's all know. stretch threes. I, I, feel like you're, I feel like you're broken as a Blazers. You're a broken Blazers fan, Will. It's kind of sad. I am broken. Yeah, I know. You know what? I would have rather had Ray Allen. I'm serious. With sock hands. Dude, I would have taken Ray Allen. If we would have signed Ray Allen to the veterans minimum and just had him on the bench, I would have taken that over Rodney Hood. I'm yeah. serious. Uh-huh. Give me Ray Allen. And, he, and you know what? He can be out for like a minute a night. <laughs> Yikes. There's something wrong with you. I'm wow. pretty well. Pretty well. Code red. Um. So one minute. <laughs> yeah, I, I just so well, where they're at right now, right? You're fourth in the West. You if playoffs start tomorrow, you play Houston. Houston, you probably get your ass kicked by. I don't know. And, you know, we were talking about this last week, too. The whole thing of like if you place the Blazers anywhere, like you still say that, like, if the playoffs were tomorrow and you had to play this team, you're going to lose because of the matchups. Well, that's what you have. Better you today. Text line. Uh, <laughs> the I was going to read the top one and it just got replaced with stop talking darkens. Uh, but uh, another one says they they were very vanilla. These moves took no guts. No, no guts at all. Now I know that this year you were kind of had, you had your hands tied behind your back a little bit, right? Yep. Like there was no way you were going to get Anthony Davis. You had, you know, with payroll, there's just, you can't do that. I understand. Uh, Miritich I know was kind of in play. That was something that we would always been looking at. Well, I think there's another one here. Uh, wrong piece. Markeith Morris would have been a better, uh, or been the correct piece. I, I, the thing is, I I just don't think you know what the pieces are. Uh, the a couple years ago, the uh, Bad Boys 30 for 30, the Detroit Pistons, right? That was a team that couldn't get past the Celtics, and they were you know fighting in the Eastern Conference. It was really tough back in the late 80s. And they showed the pieces that that team added, and they added Rick Mahorn. 
as one of those guys that became one of those glue guys. I mean, that guy's not a legend by any means, but he came became a guy that could go in and add some toughness to an already good team with an undersized backcourt with these guys all whatever it was. You don't know what the piece is going to be that fit. You got rid of Wade Baldwin and Nick Stauskas, and you got a guy in Enos Cantor who is an eight-year veteran that can score 14 points a night and get 10 boards for you. Now he's, he's not a terrorist. Be- He's not in a starting role, so he's. You, I don't think you're going to expect the same amount of minutes that he was getting, but that's a guy that's not afraid to go and mix it up, and he can get you some buckets. Yes, he's a little bit of a liability on defense, but you have Zach Collins, who is a good defensive player, and he can take it when you need a guy that plays big defense, and you can have Enos Cantor in there when you need to play offense. Rodney Hood is a much better shooter than Evan Turner at the wing. He's six foot eight and can guard a two that can score, which is something we've complained about for a long time in Portland. So I think you got a little bit better. It's up to Terry Stotts to use these guys because they're both free agents at the end of the year. Decide what you're going to do. Al Farouk is a free agent at the end of the year. So whatever happens at the end of this year, if you're disappointed in it, there, there's going to need to be a change at the top of the organization. But there's no reason that you can't sit there and try to be a little bit optimistic and go, hey, I think they improved a little bit. Let's sit back and watch and see what happened. But the idea that it's automatic that they're going to lose, you could play against the Rockets, and guess who's going to get hurt in the playoffs at some point? It's Chris Paul. And I know it sucks to lose win playoff series because the other team gets hurt. In the first but, round? But it happens all the time. In the first round? He could. Yeah, it, I don't think it's so. happened before. I don't think so. You it, stop me when you, uh, when you think we could beat this team in a seven-game series. Golden State Warriors? Denver Nuggets? Yeah. You beat the Nuggets in a seven-game series. That's funny. What? Is it? Uh, Oklahoma City what, wait, Thunder. Wait, when, when was the last time the Nuggets played in a, in a Western Conference Finals? What has their playoff runs looked like recently? Uh, you know, the issue is, is that Jokic? the Nuggets kind of like match up everywhere with us. Okay. They just do. That's so the thing. They, they match and this up was everywhere. the same logic that we had last year, right, when we played the Pelicans. It was, oh, my God, well, we've beaten the Pelicans a lot, and they're really not that good. Yeah, we I should be able that. to bowl them over. Let's, but what we haven't thought about is that when you get into the playoffs, it's all about matchups, and it's all about one-on-ones and who you can beat. Dude, Jokic is going to beat the crap out of Nurkic. <laughs> he will, and he does it consistently. Well, and he took his spot and sent him packing, right? But you don't think there's going to be any bad blood in that little battle? I mean, yes. Will you? Probably not. Can you? Yes. I mean, that's, that's the whole thing. If you want to be pessimistic and just say that they have no chance and they did nothing, you know that they got better with Rodney Hood than Wade Baldwin. You know they got better than Nick Stauskas with Enos Cantor. Are those guys going to be able to rotate in and make the team better? Yet to be seen, but those guys are better pieces. And now it's up to Terry Stotts, who's had plenty of time to make this team better from a coaching standpoint and hasn't done it. And if those moves didn't work out, then you get rid of Neil Olshay. So that at least there's some uh, light at the end of the tunnel. At least we hope so. Um, next Blazers coach, Juwan Howard. Obviously. <laughs> next, we're going to talk some AAF, and it won't be the boring on-field stuff. There's some uh, very interesting things they're doing in the world of technology and gambling. We'll oh. do that right after the news. By the name of James. You called me racist. Because you are. The Curry Brothers is a restaurant in Mumbai, India on Zomato. It is rated good for hygiene, and it has four out of eight stars. Well, that makes them racist. Okay. Don't you think it was a little weird, the whole commercial they did on ESPN, the whole, oh, chicken curry again, guys? <laughs> no, that was funny. Just, I mean, it's. You know, there the is, thing is, there is a restaurant called the Curry Brothers in Mumbai, India. See, the thing is, you aren't living in the hyper PC world that everybody else is, Luke. I know. You don't Sorry get offended that. enough, and it's, it offends me. It's very true. I do need to work on being offended more. I, the only thing I get offended by is people being offended. <laughs> yeah. No? Is that not fair? It's not fair at all. Well, I apologize for that. I'll work on being more offended more often, um, and then we'll move forward from there. Uh, but don't you think somebody should open a Curry Brothers right here in Portland? Sure. Why one, not? One in Sa- in uh, San Francisco as well, right right across from the old the new uh, new stadium arena they're going to play in. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. People would go there. People I guess get them to do an endorsement on it. Yeah, yeah. Do that. Call Seth. He'll do it. Did you see Seth is getting married to Doc Rivers' daughter? Uh, no, I think that's a terrible decision, though. <laughs> I wouldn't want Doc Rivers as my father-in-law. 
Like, not at all. Would you rather None. have Dale Curry as your father-in-law? Uh, Yeah, probably, because he'd probably stay out of my hair. Dude, no, Doc Rivers is going to be a very involved father-in-law. And I'm not saying involved like, hey, he'll take care of the kids and he'll babysit sometimes. No, like, he's over at the house a lot. He's over at the house a lot and he's asking you uncomfortable questions like, you know, hey, when are you going to have a kid? Or, hey, you know, let's talk about safe sex. And you're like, excuse me, sir, I'm in my 30s. We don't need to do that. Like, yeah, dude, seriously. You want Del Curry. <laughs> Del Curry is leaving you alone. Is Del Curry going to join the three-point shooting contest this weekend? They probably, should. They would do something like that. They you know should I mean? do something. Like, that would be fun to watch old man Curry go out there and uh, whoop up on the boys. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's something that needs to happen. Uh, hey, let's get into the Alliance of American Football. Oh, yes, uh, good. I've been waiting. Here's the interesting thing is I had no intention. I did end up watching a little bit of it last weekend. Did you watch any of it? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> um, well, it was funny because like, you hear the debates. Oh, it's like really good football. Oh, that football was really poor quality. The quarterbacks played awful. The game looked like whatever. It sucked. It really sucked. And I did I, you, you just said you didn't watch any. Yeah, of it. I watched highlights. Okay. I, because if the highlights sucked and if the highlights sucked, then it sucked. <laughs> a couple decent highlights. Somebody did a reverse pass oh, to the cool. quarterback. I wow. Anyways. Oh, there was a sack. Did you see the guy get his helmet taken oh, off? Oh, yeah. That was really cool. Oh, are you kidding me? You, here's the problem. You never see that in the NFL because uh, the quarterbacks have awareness. Yeah. Anyways. Um, so I had no intention of talking about it this week, but there's an article that was put out uh, this week about what they're trying to accomplish with this league. Because this is kind of the conversation you and I had last week, which is how does this thing actually last, right? What is the business model for the AAF? How are they making money? Why are they going to stick around when every other professional football league outside of the NFL has failed or been absorbed uh, back in the day when the AFL joined them? Mm -hmm. They're not trying to make money. So, um, yes, they are trying to make money. They're not oh. trying to make money through ticket sales and through uh, ratings. They're just not. They had better ratings than they expected. They had better attendance. What they're trying to do is use this platform with their partners to develop technology that will make it easier to bet on sports. So one of their partners and one of their investors is the MGM in Las Vegas. And they're working on it, and they haven't released it yet, but they were running simulations last week during the games. They're trying to make the betting quick enough that you can bet on every single play of the game. When they develop this technology, they can then sell it and use it uh, in other sports and in the NFL. Why wouldn't you patent it? That's what they're working on. That's They own the technology for that. Why would you sell that? to the NFL? What's that? Why would you sell it to the NFL? Well, because they're partners there a lot of their players uh or i'm sorry directors of player personnel and a lot of their executives are ahead are, are former nfl people and they're working with them so what they're well, trying so what why would you do that i mean the the very moment you give anything to the nfl that will make them money you're screwed like i would patent that technology and then just make and, yourself a niche market just do that well, Yeah, but if you patent it and you can sell it and you own the technology yeah you're then done you can profit Bye. From it. isn't there a ton of money for dude you? nobody's gonna bet on your games anymore they're going to the nfl i would patent it and then i would basically position yourself as the league that's like <laughs> hey you know the nfl they're pretty far behind when it comes to gambling they'll get there but hey if you want to really make some money now watch these aaf games and you can bet play by play yes that's great except for when does the aaf play on purpose outside of the nfl season you're not going to expand to a year-round season I, players are going to want to play in this league because it gives them a shot to get to the nfl they're never going to move the nfl off their top spot do you, you think know, really that's why they're playing in the aaf yeah why else would you be playing there dude trent richardson's in the aaf of course he is he can make two hundred fifty thousand misfit toys it is like none of those guys are making the league yeah they're i was not. reading an article about this yeah there's a guy uh geez kenny bridges i think was his name uh uh leading receiver in nebraska history got it uh, drafted by whoever bucks i think and well listen i'm not <laughs> making that up no I, you can look it up uh i might have his name got wrong. drafted by who the what's bucks. his name did you say kenny loggins kenny loggins yeah kenny loggins got drafted by the bucks <laughs> Now, now, Dude, I'd take Kenny Loggins. <laughs> what does Kenny Loggins play? Uh, he plays wide receiver. All-time leading. No, I mean like straight up Kenny Loggins. What is he playing? 
Oh, what what do you mean? God, Kenny Loggins was anyways. He was a confusing-looking guy. Guy was all-time leading receiver at Nebraska. That's where you want to start. He gets drafted, gets oh. in, gets injured, has a four-year uh, career where he's signed, released, practice squad, never was healthy enough to play, so he went and he played in the AAF. That guy doesn't want to make it back to the NFL? Uh, I know he wants to make it back, but he won't. Okay. He just won't. Look, dude, if you're good enough to play in the NFL, you're going to play in the NFL. Like, it's going to happen. But if you've gone there yep. and then you get booted out, that means you're not good enough and you will never be good enough because when you get to the NFL, you're in your athletic prime. Tommy which Maddox. means you will not get better. It's Tommy not like, Maddox. It's not like basketball. Tommy where, Maddox. Oh, great. Yeah, Rod there's Smart. the outlier. Well, there's a couple of them. Let's I mean, keep naming them. <laughs> I, just, I just named okay, a couple. Okay, we got one. Yeah, and then Rod Smart. Okay. Is that was his name? Yeah, he ate me. <laughs> he ate uh, me. Oh, he ate me, huh? Yeah, he ate me. Dude, but, I'm just saying that but let's, the, for the most part, it's very difficult to make it to the NFL. And when you get to the NFL, you're usually around, what, 20, 21 years old, maybe sometimes 22 sure. years old. You are at your physical peak. Unless you are a kicker or a quarterback, you will not get better. You just will not. That's fine. In basketball, you might get better because you come, become more savvy and you understand that there's technical sides to the game that you can get better. If at your physical peak you are not good enough to play, what makes you think in five years as a linebacker you'll be better? Hey, you listen, won't. Okay, that's fine. If you're trying to convince me, job well done. I are did you it. telling me? <laughs> yes, you did. You've convinced me that I don't have an NFL career, Will. Thank you. Did you play with or against anybody that you think might have delusions that would be harder to sway away from that? Did I, what? Did you play with or against people that might have delusions that are more difficult to sway? Yeah. There you go. Those are the guys playing the AAF. It's the guys that think they can do it are always going to think they can do it. And they're going to be Uncle Rico and they're going to be sitting outside of their van going, if I only got a chance, if I, if it you put me in like right a, now. It's just like a futile practice, though. Well, like, everybody knows what's going on. $250,000 three-year contracts for every player in the league, regardless of position. I mean, that's great, dude. You're picking yeah. up, you know, you're picking up money that, uh, let's be honest, you probably will not invest well. Um, you're picking up money for something that will be gone in five years. Like, dude, that league's not going to last. It just won't. It, it really won't. And I, I think the only thing that will help it last is if it does develop that technology to bet play by play. Dude, do not give that to the NFL. <laughs> do not. Why not? Because the you NFL tell me is there's not a price tag on it. No, this dude, is the according- NFL is frigging evil. They Let's- are evil. They will figure out a way to make even more money than you. And then they will use your, their, uh, your own technology against you and be like, yeah, they're getting a little too popular over there. Let's, let's, let's cut that. Here's out. Charlie Ebersol and, and what he says, the real place where we make revenue is in the back end technology and how we c- it can be sold to other partners. This is Charlie Ebersol, the co-founder of the AAF and television producer. A lot of what this business is about is being an iceberg. You see about 10% of what this company is above water publicly. So the football, the actual game, is just a way to go and test out this technology. Not only are they doing this play-by-play, they're also all of the players are wearing technology that can, in real time, tell a gambler what formation they're going into and then adjust the percentages of what play will be played next. So you can get this real-time data. So if you develop this and you're playing guys that will never make it into the NFL regardless of how long they play the AAF, Mm -hmm. you're telling me you don't want to have that technology sold to the most powerful sports league in the United States because you want to keep it to yourself? Yes, because if once you Ah. sell it to them... You're done, dude. Well, no, but that's the thing is you just stay next. If you continually work on what's next, if this kickoff thing, the no kickoff thing is one of the biggest rule changes in this, in this league, if they have success with that, you don't think the NFL is going to look at it and go, oh, that's something we could totally do. There was not a single negative thread. There was not a single negative thread last on any social media last week that complained for the lack of kickoffs. Okay, whoop-de-doo. Here, look, here's the real reason why this <laughs> is th- this this isn't a very smart business plan. So basically what you're telling me is that all the pageantry of what they're doing on television, which is playing the game, paying players, paying coaches, paying refs, paying vendors to yep. feed fans, uh, paying conceivably for broadcasting rights on CBS, yep. because I don't think they really got too much money from that. 
No, they they let's see. So, so investors put, pouring all this money into all these things, which you'll have to continually keep paying for over a season, is all a gamble on technology that you hope to, in one lump sum, yep. sell to the NFL. No. And then, hold on a second, use that lump sum to keep reinvesting in the practice that is losing you money. That no. doesn't sound viable to me. No, that's not what I said at all. That's exactly what you said. No, in fact, I said- you said it in the same words that I did <laughs> and in the same cadence. Wow. Well, I didn't even catch myself doing that. I must have drifted off there for a second. They have investors and that is, again, the MGM and these technology companies that are willing to put together this technology because it is something that can constantly be upgraded. People are looking for more immersive experiences. It's now legal in every state to set their own gambling uh, rules. And as they do, they want to stay one step ahead of it. And I don't think that's a bad idea. Better you today, text line 55305 before we go to break really quick. Uh, people proving me wrong on the whole You'll never get back if you've been yeah. kicked out. Yeah, there's a whole lot of names, aren't there? Uh, I mean, not really. <laughs> well, I mean, in the grand scheme of how many people have played football before, uh, you know, eight names out of how many people have played. Hey. So Kurt Warner is the best example. Sure. Uh, Dan McGuire, Rick Meyer. Yep. Um, Kenny Bell. Whatever. Whatever. Anyway, the hell it is. So yeah, you're right. There are outliers to it, yeah, but more times well, than not, I mean, it's like winning uh, the lottery, but, but what, dude. But what oh, somebody's got to win it. But that's my exact point. Is it's it's not it's not that there are a bunch of guys that are going to make it back. There are enough guys to make these guys playing think that they can make it back. That's my whole point. We got to get to good versus evil. That is next. You're listening to the Sinner and the Saint on 1080 The Fan. Have you been too busy to keep up on sports this week? What has happened to the, What has happened? What has happened to the national interest? No time to form your own opinions? I stand before you here today in the midst of gnarly times. Well, no worries, brah. <laughs> Let the center and the saint shred the gnar while you just sit back and ride the wave. It's time for Good versus Evil. Brought to you by the titan of Hawaiian restaurants. 808 on 1080 The Fan. <laughs> It does feel a little bit like last year with Case where you're taking a sort of a Band-Aid, you know, quarterback and just trying to say, all right, we're not ready to draft the franchise guy just yet. We're just going to install this guy. The hope is you just get more out of more out of Flacco than you got out of Case. That was commercial airline pilot and train training Ian Rappaport, courtesy Orange and Blue 760, which is an extremely annoying Denver Broncos radio show. I'm sure it's very good. Yeah. I'm sure they love us, too. He's talking about the Broncos president of football operations and prize-winning Clydesdale horse John Elway, who is living in the past once again. Wednesday, Denver agreed to trade for Ravens QB Joe Flacco. Uh, The same Joe Flacco, whose 34-year-old hip suffered an injury in the second half of last season, ultimately losing his job to rookie Lamar Jackson. Was this a smart move by the Broncos? Smart. Smart. What does it cost him? Um... 12 million, 19 million, something like that. Less than $30 million for a quarterback. Yeah, I mean, I guess, but they have not made a good move at quarterback uh, since Peyton Manning. And even that was kind of dicey. They went to two Super Bowls. Yeah. So it worked out. Um, my, The thing is, I don't think their defense is as good as it was when they got Peyton Manning. That's the problem. I don't know the Broncos well enough to know that all of their other moves make it where it's just get somebody competent in there and we can win a Super Bowl like that defense was when they had Peyton Manning because they were outstanding then and I just don't remember them being that good the last couple years and the Chiefs are much much better the Chargers I know they're not a good playoff team but they're very good regular season team so you have to get past both of those teams I don't think this move was bold enough to get past them well, and somebody well, else. Sean Gruden's coming at your heels. Well, and somebody also put out the theory that this is just kind of a placeholder for them to wait for somebody like Justin Herbert. Well, sure, but they have. They need to eventually grab somebody. They've had how many opportunities to go down in the draft and find somebody, and they just haven't done it. So, if you're waiting for somebody, it feels like you probably need to pull the trigger very soon. What LeBron is being asked to do as a player, he's asked to do a lot more. He has to score. He has to defend. He has to rebound, and he don't have that other mate, that other superstar beside him. That was man with perpetual, are they showing boobs in a PG-13 movie face? Scotty Pippen, courtesy of First Take, 
Pippin must have been bored or gotten another fight with his super hot wife because he decided to open his mouth again and say something stupid, telling the show's carnival barkers that LeBron James lacks the same quote-unquote clutch gene as Michael Jordan. This, of course, hurtled ESPN into a day... Uh, a, uh, what is that What say? now? What the... Didn't you what the write it? did I write? Into an oblivion <laughs> over who's better, Michael Jordan or LeBron James. Name one clutch moment LeBron James had. One clutch moment. One clutch moment. Yes. One that I will never forget was in the Eastern Conference Finals when he took the worst basketball team I've ever seen past the Pistons. Again. That's about all. Hold on a second. <laughs> let me let me uh, say the question again and put yeah. even more emphasis on the word that I the put one. emphasis on. One clutch moment. Yeah. Michael Jordan has pushing Russell aside. I know. He's going to he have the hey. crossover Lakers lay-in. Yeah. yeah. LeBron James has Kevin Durant walking up and splashing down a giant <laughs> three-pointer to be the death knell in the Cleveland Cavaliers twice in back-to-back years because he was so exhausted he couldn't contain him. The, LeBron James continues to look worse and worse, more and more difficult to get along with, and he's his own worst enemy, it seems like. I mean, this whole orchestration with the Lakers has been an absolute mess. He will never be Jordan. It's it's too late. He's he's already has too many poor showings and poor moments to ever be Michael Jordan. That was the thing that made Joe Montana so great is he never fumbled in the big moments. You know, they want to go out, and especially in a small market where you've got to draft well, you've got to develop players. That has not been a strong suit uh, as they've tried to build a contender around Anthony Davis. That was primary care physician who negated to warm his hands before checking for lumps on your balls, Adrian Wojnarowski on ESPN. Did he find a lump? Huh? Did he find a lump? That's not written here. Okay. He's talking about the recent restructuring by the New Orleans Pelicans. Friday, the team fired general manager Del Demps, and this comes amid the fallout after all-star Anthony Davis made clear he would not sign an extension with the team next season, adding fuel to the fire. Davis walked out on a game this week after hurting, quote-unquote, his shoulder. Uh, X-rays and MRIs showed that that was just slightly a sprain. Yep. Who the hell wants this job? Um, really though? The old shit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it might be the only one he gets. Uh, hey, listen, there's only 30 of these jobs, and there's uh, plenty of people that would be happy to take it. Uh, I mean, uh, what's his name? Griffin keeps coming up, uh, former Cavs GM. Is that a job you want? You want to try to be the GM of the Cleveland Cavaliers when LeBron James controls everything? So, I don't know. These jobs have to be coveted. I'm sure they come with a nice paycheck. Uh, but at the same time, being... I just feel like you're well, you're digging a hole. You, like tell, you, you, tell me, you tell me the job that you want. NBA GM, NBA uh, player, president of player personnel, NBA head coach. Any of those jobs sound really like you're in control? Uh, player personnel. Really? You think that they have the players aren't Depending the ones on your that control where they go. Yeah. Because I think you're enough down the line at that point <laughs> that people are taking into consideration the objective facts okay. you present them. Perfect. That's GM, a job. That's a job. GM, Phil Jackson you have had. ideas and then you go to your owner and they're like, no, screw that. Isn't go, that the job right. Phil Jackson got though in New York? Oh, Phil Jackson was asleep half the time. <laughs> I'm just saying. Dude, it's just... wasn't it reported he fell asleep at a workout? <laughs> Come on. But, Not a good example. <laughs> I'm just saying, you take that job, it's very easy to look bad. Yeah. A lot easier to look bad than it is to look good, I guess. It's just there's no positives there, you know That's, what I mean? This is my point to you. In all three of those positions. NBA front office seems awful. All favorites. right. Time for my favorite story of the week. This one comes from India. Is it about the Curry Brothers restaurant? Yeah. Excellent. No. An Indian man is suing his parents for giving birth to him. Yeah, I heard about that. Did he want different parents? Like, Let oh, that sink it, why, in. Why, why did somebody from India have to give birth to me? A 27-year-old Indian man plans to sue his parents for giving birth to him without his consent. Mumbai businessman Raphael Samuel told BBC that it's wrong to bring children into the world because then they have to put up with lifelong suffering. Mr. Samuel, of course, understands that our consent can't be sought before we are born, but insists that, quote, it was not our decision to be born. What's the statute of limitations, though? He's 27. He had to sue a lot earlier than this. 
I mean, come on. Well, what age do you got to sue then? Uh, yeah, I don't know, but I th you'd think it'd have to be earlier than 27. He had to know that things were going sideways a lot earlier than, than well, when now. he was like five. Yeah, because because listen, I mean, his parents were only in charge of him for what 16 to 18 years, right? And then he's he's been running the running the show now for you know near on a decade, and he hasn't done much better than his parents did. So now he's upset. Listen, buddy, you had your shot at it, and you could have done better. You got you're not even under the care of your parents. Get out of here. Get out of here with this lawsuit. I say. <laughs> Get out of here. I say. I say. Tired of you. You take this lawsuit. You shove it. That's what yeah. I say. Get out of here, you. you. If you take a look at this picture, uh, he's wearing a fake beard, like yeah. a very comically large fake beard. Yeah. And uh, is it to cover the the face that his poor parents gave him? Because. And then uh, one of the pictures is him uh, with uh, the fake beard on a eye mask for sleeping that looks like a uh, sexy bra, and uh, there are words over the picture of him saying, "Why should I suffer?" Why must I be stuck in traffic? Why must I work? Why must I face wars? Why must I feel pain or depression? And why should I do anything when I don't want to? And this is, uh, I'm sorry, he's listed as a businessman? He is a businessman, yes. <laughs> the man of business. Yes. Yeah, does he take any personal shots at his folks? That's all I want to hear. It's like, why couldn't I have been born to better people? Mo mother has a unibrow and father's slightly overweight. Or like, what are the... There should be some roasting in there. There's also pictures of him with statements saying, your parents had you instead of a toy or a dog. You owe them nothing. You are their entertainment. You're 27, dude. It's kind of true, though. I just move on. I mean, I'm starting to agree with this guy. <laughs> You're with him. Children are entitled. Oh, really? I thought giving birth to another being without its consent and forcing it to work and pay, pay bills for your pleasure is the definition of entitled. That is Good versus Evil. It's brought to you by <laughs> the Titan of Hawaiian Restaurants, 808 at 2454 East Burnside or 52nd and Woodstock. We still have uh, caddy tips. We have more NBA, and uh, we have what to watch all in hour two of The Center and the Saint right here on Portland Sports Leader, 1080 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.